2: And this is season, season three, three of Better Let me tell, tell you, you. I'm from my law school, law school year, so it's about. 16 years old, yeah, it's wow. from 2004. 16 years old, and I have a bunch of pictures and video on here. and It's funny because I've been using it um for my alarm this past week because it still works, the phone still works, really. Yeah, Sony Ericsson flip phone. Oh, it's wonderful! Now I ran out of battery, but-, but it still works. Um, and I actually i can't get the pictures off the phone, no, no, because this doesn't have a USB. You can't connect it to the computer. It doesn't have a SIM card. I mean, it doesn't have um, a memory card. And I can't connect it to the internet.
3: You can't, like, text the phones. No. No, the phone doesn't have any service.
2: (laughs) Yes, that's a problem.
3: I mean, I'm sure there's someone who could probably figure out. There's how a way do to do it, it. it, but you know, but there's yeah. a way to do it. Listeners, if you know how to do, how to transfer,
2: oh well, there we go. <laughs> yes, so yes, my Sony Ericsson phone from 2004. It's a flip phone, it's, so it, I was yeah. kind of t- joking with Ishmael that I want to go somewhere public with a lot of people. Oh, that's they, right, got a call, <laughs> uh, got a call, and I, you know, you know, take it out. Welcome to episode 126, everyone. We're at one. No, is it 126 already? Yes. Oh, my God. I,
3: yeah, i don't, I lost all track of time. Yeah. You know why I've lost track of time? Why? Because there's some chores in this house. There's some chores in this house. <laughs> oh, the Je- oh, Jenny se la comió.
2: <laughs> se la comió y pico. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know that Jenny mm-hmm. se la come a lot of times. But this is but this one's like, a new standard. Pretty genius. And I yeah. mean, Jenny's always like her videos are like they have high production value. Yeah. But the fact that she was able to put that together so quickly.
3: Well, you saw, she, she said, she's like, yeah, I just put it together like on a whim. And I'm yeah, like, coño, if that's a whim, if it had been for real, she would have gotten a Kardashian and a tiger. <laughs> Shit.
2: So everyone, welcome to episode 126. 126. How is everyone? Ya, estamos en septiembre. Yeah, it's the no, end of the yeah. year. Christmas is here. Yeah, that's yeah, ahorita it. ahorita's yeah. Valentine's Day. Ahorita la feria está aquí otra vez, it's going wow. to be canceled otra
0: vez. Oh, Oh, I
2: hope not. Oh. So maybe sad already. I know, right. <laughs> Jeez. No, it's funny because if this coronavirus thing doesn't go away, like really Significantly, away, that we can yeah, go yeah. back to normal. And right. What I mean, back to normal, I mean back to normal, right. not like 50% open or something. Yeah, we're going to go soon to like the second cycle of disappointment because what was the for one of the first things was the fair being canceled. That's true. That's true. Right. And all the other the events are count being yeah, canceled. Yeah. So, yeah. So, it's like the second oh, round. the second wave of disappointment. So, who knows? Maybe there well, won't be a Super
3: Bowl. Well, the Super Bowl could happen. I mean... You just, well, look... You, the way the NBA is doing it, the, I mean... The
2: NFL... Is the most powerful organization in the world? Maybe they have a vaccine. I think that the NFL is more powerful than like the FBI and the CIA. Yeah, the CIA. Yeah, Interpol. It's probably more powerful than you know terrorist organizations. You know, (laughs) you know the the uh, the NBA. I'm sorry, the NFL probably be like, you know what? We're the NFL. We're opening up the stadiums for football. Fuck everybody. We got coronavirus. You got coronavirus. Whatever. It's the NFL. We'll
3: send you home with a nice tote bag from Coors Light. (laughs)
2: <laughs> so,
3: yeah. but meanwhile so, 2020 has given us one positive thing what so far what next season of keeping up with the kardashians will we'll be, be the, the last, last. <laughs> so yes. you know how do we feel about this 2020 is trying to make it up to us
2: how do we feel about this <coughs> i mean at this point it'll be so interesting. for those of you listeners who have not heard um <laughs> it was announced this week that Keeping Up with the Kardashians will enter its last season yeah, it's 11th sometime season, next year. For 11th? It's 14th season. Oh, okay. Right. 14th, oh. 15th season. Oh,
3: but it's like it's like it's 11th year because they would do like two seasons a year or something like that.
2: They started in 2007. <laughs> okay. I remember that. Okay. Um, okay. They are going to be having their last season in 2021. So there goes that.
3: It'll be interesting to see the transition for them. Because, because no, no, I feel like, you know, without the TV show, will they still be as... They'll be everywhere. ...as omnipresent? You think yeah, so? Yeah, they'll be
2: everywhere. That's like a rash that doesn't go away. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're reality TV burpees. You know,> they're reality TV burpees. They're reality TV burpees. They're, you know... De, they're, 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 they're you know... They're, you know... They're, you know... They're, you know, what's the other? Calodril? Calamine. Whatever. Y no se va.
3: That's true. Look, now there's rumors that Chris uh, Jenner might—they're trying to court her for Real Housewives of Beverly Hills.
2: Oh, you she'll do it? Oh, of course she'll do it. She'll do it. Listen, Chris Jenner would do Real Housewives of Wichita, and she'll do it. And then they'll all come out on Real Housewives. Right. So and they'll never they'll have gone the away. Show.
3: They'll never have gone away.
2: Yeah. I mean, what, what what can we say about that? I mean, we've we've talked about about the Kardashians here before, especially your favorite. Well, Kylie. Would you would you say that they have been? A positive in in general, not only to okay, women. Okay. What do you say that the show, the marketing, everything, the whole machine? Do you think it has been positive or negative?
3: Uh, I'm biased when I say negative because I just don't like the whole. I don't like the whole reality TV show genre. Like I don't watch Kardashians, Housewives, any of that stuff. I've I said it before. Any reality, quote unquote, reality show that I watch has to have a talent. Aspect right. to it. Like, I'll watch a Project Runway because they're making something. I'll watch, you know, the voice because they're singing. Like, there's got to be some type of thing you can do other than breathe. Do
2: you remember The Swan? I do remember The Swan. Te que cogían la mujer más fea en Walmart? Ida <laughs> They would even give her new teeth. Remember? <laughs> Everything. They would give her new Quedaba teeth. nueva de paquete. Because the swan was not even a makeover show. Like, oh, you know, we're going to do your hair and give you another Yeah, extra. it wasn't like what not to wear. No, it was like, it took months. Like, they would go through surgery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They would go through like, you know... F- facial reconstruction, you know, a new t- It was veneers. a new person. Everybody was veneers. And
3: I, I think it was brought to you by veneers.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and you know, liposuction and no sé qué and hair implants and no, then no. Saliague nueva. <laughs> that's a great that's a great Reality show to talk about when you're talking about the Kardashians.
3: That is true because they
2: don't look anything like they because did when we started this the journey. Chloe that is ending <laughs> the, the Kardashians. And the Chloe that started that's not the same person. <laughs> but even the girl, the little girls.
3: I mean, fine. They started as as children, yeah, they grew so up. they grew up. But even still, I mean, the Kylie that is at the parking lot in you know Target is not the Kylie that we see.
2: You know there. There's a part of me that. Is like, you know what? Yay capitalism. Oh yeah, I mean they're harmless. You know what? The they took it to the bank. And let's be honest.
3: I would say that they are not solely responsible, but I feel like the whole influencer thing on social media maybe it wasn't started by them, but but they it was definitely, elevated by them. Yeah.
2: You know, So, yeah, the capitalist in me is like, you know what? If I would have been them, I would have done the same Hell, yeah. Thing. I would have milked that cow until sure. it was time to get a goat, you know? Emma. Hey, Ma, there's an opening on E. You want to try to have a reality so show? Let's do it. <laughs> um, But on the other hand, I just – and I've said it here before. I don't think – I mean, we're not women, so we can't speak on behalf of women. Correct. But I, I just don't think they've been – a good role model to women because they they and to especially younger women because they have they have created an image that is not sustainable and is not realistic to your average girl these, as much
3: as they may want to think that they're being yeah be true to and, yourself and these, and... these
2: girls when they look natural they have a ton of makeup on. Oh yeah, they've you know they have makeup artists, you know, hair people, the best clothes. They've gotten plastic surgery. They've done all these things, and they've set a standard of beauty that is not reachable to most women. And, and but that could be said about several celebrities and and actresses. I
3: mean, you could say that about a Raquel Welch in her you know in her heyday of like, there's no way the average woman could look like Raquel Welch.
2: Right. But the average Raquel Welch was naturally beautiful. And that's not to say that Kim Kardashian... And still is, by the way. And and them are not because... Kim Kardashian is a beautiful girl. you know, With or without makeup. You know, she's a beautiful girl because even before she became famous with a sex tape... Right. She was in a Fall Out Boys video for Thanks for the Memories. Oh, she was? Yeah. Oh. And she's the main girl in the video. And she's gorgeous. I mean, she's a gorgeous girl. Nobody can take that away from her. Mm. But... Everything that they have done has, it, it's, it's, they're they're promoting something that's artificial. And, and all this stuff of like their makeup line the and fillers all that. On. Right. That's be like me. It's like, be like, oh, look at this makeup line. Right, so you could right. be like me. Right. But you're not like, you're not going to look like Kylie Jenner because you bought her lip kit. You're going to look like Kylie <laughs> Jenner if you get work done like Kylie Jenner did. Right. Okay. Esa chiquita looks unrecognizable. From when she was sixteen, yeah, 17.
3: In, in, in comparison to her sister, yeah, who but, looks but, but like but it's an older even, version. It,
2: right, it's not even that she looks like an older version; right, and right. her face changes. She looks like a completely different person. I Chloe Kardashian. Chloe Kardashian now she's CGI. <laughs> when she is in print media, like if I was her, like I'd be kind of like, okay, this image. while I look fantastic in it. It's who not is this? Me. This is not me. Porque todo es mentira. Everything is fake. <laughs> So, you know, I mean, and I think also the whole thing with Ette, Caitlyn Jenner, I think that was such such a missed opportunity mm-hmm. um, because Bruce Jenner was somebody that was so loved by so many people. Yeah. And in his transition to Caitlyn Jenner, he could have made that into a story about like... His struggle as a man, and then you know his transition into Caitlyn Jenner, and have instead of have a frivolous reality show, which she ended up having, mm-hmm. you know, have a show like a like a documentary series or something a lot more serious, mm-hmm. where you would have brought you know experts and whether like maybe have
3: her go into uh, communities where you know this
2: is. Still
3: requires education. Right, Right.
2: and stuff like that. And instead, Caitlyn Jenner, you know, was keeping up with the Kardashians part two. But now instead of, you know, Calabasas, hanging on Calabasas, they were, you know... In Malibu or wherever. Caitlyn Jenner and all the other appropriately aged, you know, (laughs) trans women were being all frivolous. And look, I think that that's part of the journey. Because I think that if you're a trans woman who for so long... Lived was, lie. lived was a man right. you know living the life of a man I think that you probably once you're living your truth you're gonna be all about like the dressing and the right. hair and all the that fun. so that's part of the package right. which I think that most people would have been open to seeing but that's just what it was it was right. very it,
3: it was, it was the just, Kardashians it part was two
2: other, I mean maybe it, maybe it should have not been produced by Ryan Seacrest well seeing. that's true that, that's a fair so, that's a fair enough point so.
3: Bueno, speaking of uh, of lies and half truths, did you ever hear of a a Latina influencer called Jess La Bombera? No. Okay. So Jess La Bombera is a Latina, you know, Latina influencer, she's all about Latina rights. She, you know, tells it like it is. She, her videos are all about how, like, you know, El Barrio, and I'm from New York, and you know, and you posing, and what have you, and blah, 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 right? Well, it was revealed this week that Jess La Bombera is actually Jessica Krug, uh, a George Washington University professor Mm -hmm. who not only is not Latina, but she's Jewish, and she created this whole persona.
2: So she's another Rachel. A Rachel
3: Dole Do- 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 yeah. all right. The difference is that she exposed herself.
2: Okay, um, was her <clears> throat> character throat> or or what have you? Was it a kind of mockery of Latin culture and did it fall into stereotypical Latin like tropes and all? So
3: I don't necessarily know that it was under a trope. It was more about like, you know, I'm a Latina New Yorker, you know, mind you. Oh wait! Did I forget to tell you that she's from suburban Kansas City?
2: Oh wow! <laughs> and what what Latina what Latina brand was she? Was she Puerto Rican? Was I'm she... going
3: to assume Puerto Rican because if you're if you're gonna be from like you know a New York Latina, the Bronx, the Bronx, yeah, exactly. Nine times out of ten, you're gonna be Puerto Rican. So um, you know, she publicly admitted that she invented and assumed not only just La Bombera, but at least three different black personas.
2: And what was her purpose of this? That. Is it, Which, does she have like a sketch comedy? Because she's like a comedian, <laughs> right? No, no, she's a professor. Right, but, but where where was she expressing these mediums? Just on Instagram? On
3: Instagram, she had built herself as an activist. Okay,
2: let me look. This woman up. as an
3: activist who basically you know was trying to bring attention um, to you know the Latino plight or what have you. Um, Everybody's been asking for multiple requests to get information from her so she you know she hasn't responded. But what I find interesting is not I'm only about
2: Jenny La Latina.
3: No. Wow, la cambiaste el nombre. The name was fake to begin with and you changed it again. What is it? Jess La Bombera.
2: La Bombera.
3: Jenny La Latina. <laughs> but again, I just think it's interesting that I mean, why would you even why would you do that? I just I can't fathom why anybody in their in their right mind would say like I'm gonna create this whole other persona of this experience that I know nothing about because she's a suburban Jewish girl from Kansas City. It's not even get to diga. Bueno, you know she's from New York and she grew up in. Uh, you know, in the heights, and surrounded by Dominicans, and so that's just how she sounds. You know what I mean? So she's Latina by proxy, or Is what she have you?
2: Afro Latina, or just?
3: Oh no, she's no, but she was passing herself off as.
2: I. I, I don't. But why do you think people do th- like like not? Sh- but let's let's take it back to like what well, Rachel all here, here, Like, the I mean, thing. because the Rachel. The Rachel Dozal th- mm-hmm. one, in case people don't know who she is, Rachel Dozal was a Such woman a who about four or five years ago, um, she was even like a field director for the NAACP. Yeah. She came under fire because really she was a blonde white woman <laughs> from the middle of, you know, suburbia. She was probably this country. chick's neighbor. And she passed herself by being black. And what she would do is that she would tan. She would put on a little bit of da- a darker shade of makeup. Like a bronzer. And she always wore her hair in braids. So she looked, you know, she definitely looked a black descent. Definitely. Right, 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 And she was very involved in the black community. And she actually did a lot of work with right. um, the, the NAACP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she was like a My, field
3: supervisor. And I, I, mean.
2: I tried to approach that with an open mind. Because I said, well, you know, maybe she was very influenced by black culture and she, right. she grew you know, up around grew it. up around it she grew up with black friends you know and she was right. and she very much identified with it because I could with the culture I could certainly understand somebody identifying with a culture that's not theirs mm-hmm. especially if they grew up around it
3: well I mean a couple episodes back when we had the the interview with, um, with the creators of the mucho mucho amor documentary on mm-hmm. our on our Instagram page somebody that we know that we grew up with who is americano 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 posted saying how like even though it wasn't part of like his family but because he grew up with so many people you know in Miami he he it reminded him with it right he
2: identified you know so so I tried to approach that situation with an open mind but ultimately the problem with her was that she lied about her race which you think about? So what? What's a big deal? Right. Yeah, the thing is that she got into school and got certain Base, scholarships yeah. that would have been for real, like for, you know, for, prospective black students, yeah. and we're given to for her. minorities. Yeah, yeah, and we're given to her. So it's like, okay, this now has more severe consequences. Right, right, right. This is not you, you know identifying with a certain culture right this is you flat out lying and now that you're lying you're you, all these other people are now affected you know, affected by it you know and you as a white woman have a certain amount of privilege that they don't right right so with this girl like i don't know what...
3: that's the thing is i i've i've, I've looked it up but i can't Mina. figure it out like let me tell what's you the something. point what let
2: is me, the point did you follow her before no i had never heard of her until this came up okay i bet you that if we follow just La Jardinera ¿Cómo <laughs> como la La Bombera La Bombera I bet you that if mm-hmm. we were to follow just La Bombera Nosotros hubiéramos olido esa rata <laughs> on say... my <laughs> way Porque nosotros <laughs> nos tenemos, estamos viejos pero los <laughs> <The> fatos fato... <laughs> lo tenemos <laughs> buenísimo
3: <laughs> That's true I just, And, and la, la Bombera Like, she, oh yeah She really like did her homework Because yeah. that's not like a common, you know thing or what have you But I don't understand. Like, why would you go through all that trouble? Like, it's just yeah. so exhausting to maintain that lie.
2: But that's why I asked you: Is she like a, a sketch comedian? Like, <laughs> no, no, no. Because no. I, I couldn't d- understand if like she was a comedian or an actress or you know an influencer. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like Jenny Lorenzo. A Jenny character. Lorenzo has Abuela. all these different right. characters. Although Jenny Lorenzo is Cuban, you know. Right. Um, but you know, maybe it's a character that she made up or something. Right. That I could understand. But if she just was like, no. I'm going to be Jenny La Bombera yeah. and I'm going
3: to. I'm going to be Latina now.
2: Wow. <laughs> so, something I wanted to bring up, which is a little bit topical right now, um, is you know, we've seen on the news this week California burning stupid gender reveal party over a gender reveal party so I these gender reveal parties are getting out of hand you know and it's like no you know what people I'm gonna tell you people with gender reveal parties I'm sorry to burst your bubble but nobody really cares that much nobody and, cares and I'm, I'm sorry that I'm being so cynical about it and generally I don't like to be cynical but it's true but I've always said like okay you see these gender reveal parties when somebody it's a boy everybody's like oh my god it's like if it would have been a girl they would have had the same reaction exactly yeah like have you ever seen one where they're like it's a girl and they're like fuck fuck go, go go out and get an abortion <laughs> yeah you exactly like, like, end up, end up get me the plan b pill nobody <laughs> wants a girl it's like everybody's reaction is gonna be the same yeah. and as i said maybe with the exception of the grandparents and maybe the children if you have other if you have children, little kids yeah, yeah you know nobody really cares that much whether you're having no. a boy or a girl you know i love you I love you, and you're one of the closest people in my life, but if you were to have a kid right now, I don't really care if it's a boy or a girl. Yeah, likewise. Like, I don't really care. Like, you could have a boy, you could have ten boys, you could have ten girls. I don't Be care. Like, like, eventually, I'll find out what it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, do you remember the woman last year that died?
3: Because- and how about you go through all that trouble to have a gender reveal party, set California on fire, kid grows up,
2: transitions to the other sex. All that for nothing. All that for nothing. No, the lady last year that they built, they pretty much built a home bomb. And uh, when the bomb exploded, the uh, sh- uh, shrapnel, it killed her. It, I think it was like the grandmother of the kid or something. <sighs> yes. And I'm like, esta es una exageración. Yeah, no. You know, I mean, look, if you want to have a gender reveal party, have something cute. you Get know? a little cake. It's and... funny because the first time I ever heard of a, of a gender reveal party was about eight, nine years ago. Uh, a friend of mine, who he was having a second son, mm. his second—well, actually daughter, <laughs> his second child—who ended up being a daughter. And I remember when he first told me about, it, I'm like, "But okay, so, at a reveal party?" Because <laughs> I was thinking, like, "So what?" Like, right? Like, what? I mean, I'll, I'll go to a party. You and the baby's mother. Like, who else? Like, really? Who really cares? Care. Uh, <laughs> and anyway, the way they did it was. That they ordered a cake, and then when they cut the slice... Right. Either right. the cake or the filling was either pink or blue. Right. Okay. okay. How did we get from filling in a cake to bombs? To setting California ablaze?
3: I mean... It's a slippery slope, people. That's all I'm
2: saying. No, and there's somebody who rented, like, the Blue Angels, you know, and, like, whatever. Anyway, but what I, was, <laughs> what I wanted to bring up was... And this would be, like, the real estate portion of Pero let oh, me tell okay. You. Well, so... No. You know, we've we visited California several times. I think California is probably the most beautiful state in all the U.S. in its totality. You know, mm-hmm. California has beaches, yeah, although they're not as good as here. They have beaches, mountains, forests, forests deserts, you know, um, it snows. It's yeah, it hot. All the I mean, it. and it's just gorgeous. Yeah. And then, you know, you have like New York City, which you lived in. I've been to New York City t- countless times. And I certainly see the allure and the appeal of New York City and California but as we've discussed here like living in those cities is very hard ridiculously hard um what do you think is still the appeal of living there despite so many like so many natural occurrences (laughs) and you know like value because in New York City the average In Manhattan, the average one-bedroom apartment is $3,500. In San Francisco, a one-bedroom apartment is $3,700, the average, and you can't find one. And I was reading about all this, like, the homelessness in San Francisco because people can't afford housing. Like, what do you think is still the appeal of all that?
3: I think a big part of it, because remember, when we're talking New York and California, with New York, you're talking predominantly Manhattan. With California, you're talking, like, your San Francisco's and your Los Angeles's. A big part of it is uh, jobs in a way. For instance, I mean, I, worked in adver- I work in advertising. So, you know, New York is the mecca of advertising. That's, you know, where it all is. But then you've also got entertainment on both coasts. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to be a theater actor, you go to New York to, you know, to be on the boards of Broadway. But then you go to L.A. for Hollywood. And then you've got a Silicon Valley in San Francisco. So, I mean, I can see why people still flock there just because of what is there in terms of career opportunity, opportunity, career opportunity, depending on what you want to do. But what happens is by extension of that, because you have so many people with the glitz and the glamour that attracts other people who may not even be wanting to be, let's say an actor, but it's like, Oh, that's a big city. That's got a lot of cool people. It's got a lot of cool stuff. So I'll go live there. I'll go be there for a couple of years. Because
2: Manhattan, especially because California is a lot more. It's a whole state. Um, And you know, there, there's, A a more variety, I guess. But Manhattan especially, like, you know, we've talked about this. It's like, okay, if you want to live in a decent apartment in Manhattan, you have to have roommates. It's like, okay, okay. hasta que First of all, we don't do roommates. roommates. We're We're Cuban. It's not a thing. Sorry. It's not a thing. We we don't do roommates. It's so funny because when people ask me, you know, roommates, I'm like, I've never had a roommate. Especially
3: those of us who didn't go away for
2: college. Yeah. No, we don't have roommates. It's not a thing. We're Cuban. It's like, I'd rather live in an efficiency by myself than with a roommate. (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah if I'm living with somebody it's because we're in a relationship yeah exactly yeah it's like no no I saw the roommates we don't do that yeah. um but in in Manhattan especially it's so expensive to live and and as we said it's like aque you're like okay you that's it I'm 40 years old. Hasta cuando voy a tener este... Este gelengue. Este, este gelengue de roommate, que roommate, sí, you yeah, know, my lease is up, move and out. I know, if somebody leaves, Yeah, you have you to have find another, another, another one. one. I Put mean, it in the paper. That's such a white person An thing add to add do. in the paper. An add in the paper. Oh, no. I'll never forget when I was in, in, in law school, like my white roommates, I'm sorry, my roommates, <laughs> my white <laughs> classmates would be like, oh, you know, my roommate moved out. Do you know somebody? You know, and I'm like, traer un extraño <laughs> a tu casa. conmigo para compartir. They like, kill you in your sleep. Yeah, no but i don't want a stranger living in my house i don't know who you are there's a stranger in my house yes took like a while to figure out <laughs> and then you know it didn't work out for Tamia. It's not work Because out for me. like now you're probably hearing that so many people are moving like elsewhere yeah including are. florida you know 900 people move to florida every day every day every day that explains the expressway every day not necessarily i don't think south florida but florida, florida. in general and texas too Oh yeah. Really? In Texas I mean I have friends in Texas yeah. in the San Antonio area. You have to see the backyard of their house. Oh yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. They
2: planted um a uh herb garden and I'm like, Coño, are you gonna grow all the like the sage or like <laughs> parsley. parsley for like the whole like state of Texas? You know, this is like a nice, like maybe middle upper class like a suburb. You know, middle, you know suburb like development area very beautiful and i'm like coño like you have like you could have a farm you could build if you were in miami you will build like
3: 20 oh my god (laughs) you would have efficiencies and caballos and
2: gallinas (laughs) i love the fact that efficiency is only in miami and yet it's an english word inefficiency. Because it's only in Miami, but it doesn't have... It's not, like... I love how in, like... Because I watch a lot of... Um, on YouTube, you could watch real mm-hmm. estate listings. Okay, that's right. Yeah, and yeah. I watch a lot of them because I like to see people's houses. <laughs> I but Mosel. Butchie But, also, but cheap yeah. Butchie No, okay. but some of them, they, they do listings of model homes oh okay so you get to see them inside and you get ideas like yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe for your own house i love looking at floor plans so i get it yeah uh, but then there's some that it's like the, the houses lived in and i watch and i'm like oh my god mira eso mira like who would put you know burgundy and yellow walls inside their house with terracotta tiles <laughs> Mira, mean i have realtor friends i'll ask them to send you the videos of their listings oh, oh my gosh but anyway where i was going with that is that i love how like in other parts of the country They call it the in-law quarters. What do they call the in-law quarters? The efficiency. Really? Yeah.
3: I've never heard that. Yeah, because
2: there's a lot of houses now, Mm -hmm. new construction, even in Orlando, Mm -hmm. that it has like a room, a bedroom, Mm -hmm. and then like a little common area with a little kitchen without a stove. Like a kitchenette. And a separate exit. Oh, I didn't. Right. And they call it the in-law quarters. I'm like, in-law quarters? It's a whole efficiency. Uh-huh. What was the first thing that we
3: said about the garage?
2: Guys, that's all tremendous efficiency cuz that's on the side of the washer, you can hook that up, turn that into a bathroom. We had the plan within the first 10 T- minutes of being in the house. Efficiency. And because it was a garage, the but has a puerta on the side. No tenía la puerta al lado. Tenía la puerta, tenía al, la puerta al lado. La puerta al lado. Ah, ah, yeah, perfect. Yeah. All, all you have, you have want. to put is the insulation. Exactly. You don't need efficiency. Done. Y ahí yeah, para que no te suba la corriente, le pones un portable AC en la Exactly. Y, yeah, that's it. Y, yeah, that's it. Y, yeah, that's it. Y, yeah, that's it. But you can't touch my pool. <laughs> Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. You can't use
3: all the amenities. <laughs> yeah.
2: oh, the efficiencies are wonderful. Efficiencies are like the gift that keeps on giving. The, are guy, with efficiencies? the guy diagonally across the street from my parents, mm-hmm. he's lived there as long longer than my parents, so he's been there more than forty one years. He, you know, what he does. He has so he has efficiencies. Because his, his in the his house, house, his house is an it's an empty nest, so he literally okay. turned his kids' rooms into efficiencies and put a door. Okay, but he also got like two um, like sheds, like the little like backyard, two sheds? Like, yeah, a little, little backyard, like, una casita, una casita, and he put them in the back and he rents them out. And it's so funny because his house. Whenever he had those little casitas delivered, listen to this, people. This is awesome. Because he built out his house all the way on the sides. Out. So you can't see. No, no, you can't see, but he built his house out on the sides to add more efficiencies, right? <laughs> There's no way of getting to the backyard. So when he's bought esa casita, they have to get this massive crane and take la casita over the house and put it in the backyard. You're kidding me yes I'm thinking like how much is the shipping and handling of that? <laughs> like, <laughs> I wonder if you got it from Wayfair so uh, no 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 because Wayfair has human <laughs> trafficking you know so that's the most unbelievable crap I've heard all year. The Wayfair human trafficking thing—you got well, people putting memes online. Oh, you know, Wayfair. You know, I bought the sofa, and you know, it came with you came know with a kid. Yeah. Oh my god, I can't, I can't take it with the stupidness of people. You know what? Let's go. Let's let's move forward. Let's well, move forward.
3: you know what? Since you're not going to take it with the stupidness of people, you know what? That means that we should shift to our conversation this week with Miami boy Tom Lehman. Who is the co founder, since you don't since you're not dealing with stupid people,
2: he co founded Genius. Oh my is, god, yes. Which is the total so opposite I was of stupid not people able to be part of this interview, but I did talk to him quite yes. a lot at an event that we went last year. No, it was this year, it was in January it was in January it was in that January about 25 yeah. years ago that's what I told him <laughs>
3: <laughs> I was oh my like, god it was
2: pre-corona it, it was, was the BC. last event
3: it was BC <laughs> it was the last event that we went to no
2: the last event we went to well it was kind of out on the mile yeah, but I
3: mean like event that we got invited to right, like you know right. as, as guests and what have you yeah
2: yeah yeah. yeah he was great because I, I told him that Mariah Carey interview <laughs> I've been a Mariah Carey hardcore fan for 30 years that is the best interview that I have ever seen of her ever
3: so. well we talk about how it started um, where it got to start and and also their current partnership with the NAACP Legal Defense Fund. Awesome. Yeah, so without further ado, here is our chat. And welcome back, listeners. Now, as we mentioned, we, as you know, we love to feature local boys done good. And ah. earlier this year, DJ and I had the immense pleasure of meeting one such local boy done good. Tom Lehman, you may know of him, and if you don't know of him, you definitely know him as the co-founder of a little music site. Yeah, I may have seen called Genius, I don't know, you may have gone to the site, you may subscribe to it, you may have seen it on Spotify. I mean, I th- I think you guys have been in a couple of places, right? Uh right Tom, just <laughs> here and there
1: <laughs> it's been around a bit, but you know, it's, it's still, uh, you know, to me, it'll always be, you know, still just like some website that I'm excited to hear anyone's even used or heard of once, you know? So it's, that's it's an, it's awesome. Big...
3: That's awesome. So thank you for joining us. Uh, you know, it's, we met earlier this year and it's so funny to think that we met, I think it was in January at a, at a genius live event down here, in Miami. It feels like it was 17 years ago. Like, yes, like, like time wise because of COVID <laughs> I genuinely, if you had told me we met in 1994, I would believe you right now. That's how long ago it feels.
1: (laughs) Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you.
0: For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com.
3: So, you know, what, I guess we'll, we'll start off and just say, like, you know, you're one of the co-founders. What was the, the birth of, of Genius? You know, as, as DJ and I are huge music lovers, as I know he talked your ear off that night about, you know, music. Um, you know, at what point did you guys say, let's create something, but let's create something that revolves around music?
1: Sure. So, yeah, so it's, you know, it's a good question because, like, I, you know, obviously, like, you know, growing up in Miami, especially, and just, you know, in general, like, I uh, I never was as into music as as, as my friends, and uh, I was never a big, you know, I, I never was a big hip-hop head, a big hip-hop lover growing up. Uh, you know, being born in Miami, I always liked to dance, you know, so That's I always I could you know, a rhythm, basically, but in terms of, like, you know, going into you know uh, lyricism, particularly in, in, in rap, where the lyricism is, is is the strongest of all forms of, 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 of all genres, and and, and uh, uh, you really have to pay attention. I never really paid that close attention. I, I didn't. Uh, you know, Jay Z has this line where he says, "You fools, listen to music, or you just skim through it." And uh, I used to just skim through it. And uh, this was actually a great asset to me because when I started later on in life when I was a little older, you know, I was not later that that later, but like 25, uh, but I was a little older uh, and I was uh, uh, a little bit, you know, I, I, I had some ideas about, you know, what I wanted to do in the world. When I first started, you know, really getting into rap and getting into lyricism at that age, you know, being taught by my, my co-founders and the side of my friends, I really, it really occurred to me that this could be a really strong concept because, you know, I had this feeling of, you know, listening to one thing And then coming to understand the meaning, the backstory, the references, and then having it totally transform. And I was just like, wow, you know, there's a famous image. If you Google it out there, it's called duck rabbit. So if you Google duck rabbit, it's basically, maybe this is basically an image. It looks like a duck if you look at it one way and a rabbit the other way. And that was what I kept having for all these uh, songs. And so I just started thinking like, wow, like there should be a website for this. You know, it's like, this is crazy. And so if I had really loved music and taken it for granted as a part of my identity when I was growing up, uh, or at least rap, I, uh, I don't know if I would have had that idea. Cause I said, yeah, everyone knows this kind of everyone. But I really would have said, Whoa, like this is crazy. So, you know, it was in our apartment. We were in the East village in, 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 uh, uh, New York, in Manhattan, some friends having conversations. We came up with this idea and then, you know, the very next day I was basically like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to take a crack at this. I was just getting into programming, uh, and, uh, Uh, It was really the the sort of Internet expression of the uh, experience I was having and the conversations I was having that helped me appreciate music more and also see it in a different way. And that's really what interpretation and what meaning is. It's not like, oh, you have the lyrics Mm -hmm. and then here's the meaning over here. It's like the meaning, just what you hear. It changes the way the lyrics sound to you, is my thing. So that was the uh, uh, that was the genesis, and you know, it was a time when we were also trying to think about starting companies and this kind of stuff. So I also, in the back of my mind, thought maybe this could be something that gets a big audience.
3: It's funny you say that because you know, what my my big takeaway from this is that it kind of came about from you know sharing music, shall we say, between you and your friends, which yep. is something that DJ and I like to this day. Whenever I hear certain new new music, new songs, whether it be a new artist or a new song from, you know, an artist that, that I've always followed or whatever, he's one of the first people that I'm always, like, excited to share it with, and growing up, you know, we always would do that, but we would always do that with CDs, and part of the beauty of the CDs was, and we still miss it, you know, we're of a certain age, so we miss that, that, you know, lyric book, you know, the, 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 the CD booklet that had the lyrics, and you could read it, and you could... Again, interpret, but at least you could understand and you could clarify what people were saying, and that was such a big part of of the, the the music experience for us in particular. And do you find that now, as you as you you know as Genius has continued, how long has the company been around uh, now? It's been oh
1: boy, probably like ten years at this point.
3: It's, it's, I mean it's mature at this point, right? It's like you know, ten years is for for a digital business to to be around is a while. You know, do you find people are kind of sharing that experience that it's like, Oh shit, it's a new way for me to be able to share my music with my friends, it, you know, that, that I yep. definitely wouldn't be before. Yeah. Look, I mean, you mentioned
1: CDs, you mentioned the liner notes. I'm glad you mentioned liner notes actually, because that's something where, you know, it's a, uh, such a clear thing to say of like similar, you know, so, so clearly similar genius, like literally, and also spiritually, you can spiritually give it, look at it with your friend i want that where my liner notes go like it's this thing but no one knows about this uh because they don't exist anymore so you've got to be like you know uh uh, you got to remember cds basically to know liner notes you know like we do and uh uh what's interesting about that it's not just that literal liner notes don't exist it's that there are no official lyrics for anything anymore like liner
3: lyric video at most.
1: Yeah, okay, yes. Yeah. So some exactly. Sometimes there can be a lyric video uh, and something special, but as a matter of course, it's not like, okay, we're putting out music in the form of a recording, and then we're also giving you the lyrics in the form of liner notes or something else like that. Right. You just get the 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 recording now. And if you go on you know Spotify or say so it's like, you know, and, and, and there's you know some some enhancements here, but like yes, it's it's become harder actually to share music and to share meaning since you know, we've kind of taken a step back in some ways since CDs. Now we're kind of moving forward, but like, you know, when Genius was founded in 2009, 2010, it's like, you know, we've taken a real step uh, back and, you know, that's, that's the, uh, and then I'd say the last thing is that it's just, you know, it is a beautiful, uh, you know, a beautiful aspect of, you know, you can go on genius and you can take a, uh, you know, a screenshot and you can send those lyrics. And that's, that I just love to see on Twitter share. I can always tell what it's from genius and, <laughs>
3: They should oh, give you credit, uh, damn it! You shouldn't have to. You shouldn't have to just know. They should credit you. Yeah, you know they should actually. That's genius, should, guys. Come you
1: know, on, Four cents is what I would take. Point uh, <laughs> one, but uh, yeah, no, I, I, uh, uh, it's definitely definitely a huge social thing, and you know, it's, but even uh, just
3: like uh, you know, I used to love looking at who wrote a song, you know, who produced it, yeah. and all that. Again, we're we're big music guys over here, so it's we're, we're kind of prison to the choir. Um, but yep. you, know, you, you mentioned, and again, through my experience with Genius, I feel like you guys really, although you encompass all music, you know, at the end of the day, you really kind of have your foothold in hip hop. And I know you mentioned, you know, coming, I feel like it's like a religion, right? Like you came to rap later in life, um, yep. you know, and, and to really appreciate it. Was that a conscious decision that you were going to, you know, focus on that community? And if so, why, you know, or, or was it just something that organically happened?
1: It was organic in a way, you know, I mean, I think, uh, you know, I, in my more like grandiose moments, like to think that we sort of uh, a little bit changed kind of the discourse around lyricism in terms of like making it more of a priority for everyone listening to lyrical, you know, and, 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 and rap being like more on the more, really more lyrical side, focus on like what the lyrics are. You know, when we first started, like, you know, it was not kind of clear to everyone who was, especially people who weren't. You know, if you were like a hip hop head, like you got what genius, you know, was about. Uh, But if you weren't, you might be like, uh, well, what is there really to understand about, you know, about rap music? And this was something in the beginning uh, that we were always kind of trying to say, like, no, like this is like, you know, the best sort of uh, music to start with because it's the richest lyricism. Like, come on, you got to pay attention to this stuff. And so, you know, it was something that, you know, we really I really looked at because that's where I found just like the most rich, uh, you know, the richest meaning, the richest wordplay. And um, you know, part of that is also just like you know the the function that you know where rap sits in, in culture, which is that it's always on you know it's always on the edge. It's always on the edge. That, that's changed a little bit now in terms of like other music being, uh, uh you know, a lot of music you know that's in Miami being also on the edge and the interplay between rap and other forms of music. It's like, but but uh uh, uh you know, kind of trying to look at where music and culture is going. Uh, you you kind of want to really be thinking about you know, uh, uh, hip hop and other hip hop inspired forms of of music. And so that was always a big priority, you know, for us, but, um, you've
3: definitely got credibility in the, in the hip hop community. I mean, I know you, you know, part of geniuses, you know, thing is you also have your interviews, you know, with, with several, I mean, we're not talking just up and comers, right. Which, you know, I don't want to diminish it, but you know, to, to be like, well, we're on the cutting edge, which you are, you know, I would feel it's a little easier to get an up and comer because, of course, they're trying to get in, gain exposure. But you guys have gotten like well established. I mean, mainstream artists in in your interview series as well. At what point did you feel like, damn, we've you know, we, we've we've turned that corner in that? Oh, now we're we've got that credibility. We we've got that. I'm mean, gonna sound so like middle aged and white right now, but like that street cred, you know? Yep.
1: Like, it is so because you're always looking into. You can't know it no, – I've never known it at the time. Like, ne- right. never has been a thing where I'm like, wow, this thing happening right now is it. You know, so, like, here's an example. Like, you think about, like, an artist like Doja Cat, mm-hmm. okay? Like, she was first on Genius for her song uh, Moo, mm-hmm. uh, and this was basically, like, a, a funny, like, meme, like, joke song, basically. And she had a hilarious verified uh, interview, and and, and then – okay. So it's like people – yeah people in the company are kind of like okay this is a joke basically right, okay cute, oh, whatever yeah <laughs> And then she comes back and she performs at uh, at our uh, IQ BBQ which is this uh, summer barbecue concert mini festival that we uh, always throw except for unfortunately this year of course but like this was last year i guess and she performed and then it was like okay well th- she's obviously not just like a uh, you know making joke parody songs she's actually like performing but still people in the audience maybe who the people become who's Doja Cat? What? Why is she here? And then it's like, okay, boom, you know, six months, a year later, she's number one. And then you're like, oh, wow, I get it. I get why we did that. I get this in the past. We, you know, we're collaborating, you know, with a, with a future superstar. We just didn't know it. And that is the experience, you know, for me. And, you know, there have been experiences also, obviously, where you get to collaborate with, you know, one of your, your idols, like, you know, in the early days, Nas uh, invested in the site, which was a really crazy experience uh, and that was kind of like wow we've we've you know done something real here and that was great but you know to me the the, the bulk of the crazy experiences are it's, you, you never know what's happening that's why you always have to like believe in it because you cannot see it until a year later and then you know you it's over so it's like you or not it's over but like the 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 you have to be on to the next you know what's 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 our next move so it's very hard to know whether something is working is kind of what i'm saying like whether you know, you're, you're, you got it. Hindsight's always 2020,
3: 20, as they say, exactly. you know, except for, except for this year, this year, 2020 sucks. Um, I'm just gonna put that out there, but, um, no, I mean, I get it. You know, it's one of those things where you have to believe in yourself, right. And you just got to keep plugging away, but I wanted to shift a little bit. Um, recently you, uh, your company genius has partnered with the NAACP. Um, and I believe it's for a legal defense fund with their legal defense fund, uh, unit, I believe. Um, can you give us a little bit of information on, well, not just what it is, but, you know, how you guys came about it and, and you know, what we can know about that partnership?
1: For sure, for sure. So this has been kind of a long time coming because, you know, I think, uh, you know, this year had, you know, in June, kind of a little bit of just like a wake up call of, uh, you know, what Genius needs to be doing more of uh, to kind of, uh, you know, do right by uh, uh, the culture that it. Uh, uh, participates in that, that has made it come to prominence. It's helped made it successful. And that's, you know, that's black music, that's black culture. And, um, you know, I am, uh, this is something I think about, you know, I'm, uh, uh, uh I'm obviously a white guy. I, uh, I'm co-founder, I'm the CEO. So it's like something that's particularly important to me. And, you know, I think genius does, does a lot, uh, uh, ordinarily, uh, just because like what we are about is elevating, you know, black culture, black music, black artistry, uh, and and really uh, uh, giving a platform, but you can't just do that. Is what I really decided. What we really decided is you can't just be a platform. You kind of have to put yourself out there. And so we thought a lot about this. And we wanted. We decided we really wanted to partner with 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 uh, uh, with an organization, you know, who could really, you know, collaborate with us so that you know we we could uh, uh, um, you know work with you know work with an organization who, who who has the expertise to bring to this conversation and not just have it be a thing where we're trying to like put a banner ad you know, here and there, it's good to put banner ads here and there too, but like, <laughs> Pays the bills. like hey, you know, hey, donate here kind of button, like let's just do this and throw away, away how can we have a bigger picture campaign, you know, that is about raising money, but is also about drawing attention, you know, to important issues and giving people an outlet to, you know, uh, uh, to participate basically in, Informative in
3: getting- and engaging.
1: Exactly. And then it's also just, you know, Hey, it's like, you know, this is something we're going to do every year. Uh, but it's pretty important to do now because of, you know, it's like, let's, let's uh, talk about like, you know, yeah. how, it, how to literally register to vote kind of stuff. Like we have to really like say like, let's mm, make it happen now. And yeah. so, you know, this, this is part of a broader thing where we're going to say, you know, we love doing partnerships where we do something great for a brand. Let's pick an organization like the NAACP and do a million dollar campaign every year where we do a bunch of reach oriented stuff, like with our, you know, digital media, on our site, but we also do custom content social and all around like, multiple different points of what that organization is trying to do. And so that's like, you know, raising money. That's like looking forward towards the election and, uh, you know, getting involved in, in, in uh, police accountability uh, is a big, a big thing for the LDF uh, now as well. So this is a really exciting partnership for us and, you know, something that uh, I think really opens a new chapter in terms of, you know, how genius is, is, is trying to exist in the world where we're going to be, you know, a little more focused on proactively making a positive impact versus merely providing a platform, even though I think providing a platform is great and still very important pair that with this. So this is really a, 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 something we have been working on for a little bit and something I'm really proud uh, uh, to, uh, uh, to 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 uh, uh, come out with. And this was, uh, you know, this was, I guess, when did it launch? I guess it launched last Friday, a week ago, yeah. uh, which is the, uh, you know, the anniversary of the uh, uh, 57th anniversary of the March on Washington, where, you know, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., gave the, I have a dream speech and everything. So it was very cool to like launch on that day and then really, you know, make this thing uh, successful. So uh, very exciting thing for, for us. But again, this is just like year one. Every year we're going to try to do something very, or we're going to do something very big with an organization like the NAACP
3: LDF. That's awesome. That's awesome. I mean, again, it, it's, it's heartening to see, you know, people like yourself who are saying, okay, look, yes, we're, we're entrenched in this community, you know, in a very authentic way, because I don't think that you guys ever came about it inauthentically. So it's like, okay, we can't take that for granted. You know, we, we got, we got to do something to show that we're not just playing in your sandbox, but that we are an actual friend, you know, like we're, we're actually a partner and and we want to be there for you as an ally. And that's so important. And it's, it's great to see, you know, organizations like yours just take that on and, and really run with it. So, I'm just going to say kudos to you and and yeah. and your co, you know, your board or your found, I don't know how many people there are, but to you and everyone who made the decision. <laughs> A lot of people to thank for
1: this one on on the genius side for making it happen like you know, this is uh um you know, it's crazy because when you 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 want to do something, you know, it's like uh uh you know, it rises to the same level of like sort of uh, care that you would give to you know major advertiser. You have to approach it with the exact same way because you have to like be very like buttoned up when you're trying to do something like this. So it's like the whole, more so. yeah, more so, exactly the whole team who is is uh, uh, you know yeah exactly it's, it's it's the same team that that executes the you know seven figure campaigns for for brands applying all of that energy. And, and uh, so it's a bunch of people at Genius have to do this. It's definitely not just, like, my, my fun, like, you know, not fun, but, like, my, like, idea of what's important. Like everyone had to be on board working very hard. So shouts to everyone at Genius who's, who's working on this campaign because it's, it's a lot of work.
3: Absolutely. And speaking of your team at Genius, I feel like, um, as I mentioned, you know, when we met way back in the olden time, the before times, as people were saying, um, you know, met a big chunk of your team that was, that was at the event uh, down here at Gramps. And I'm just curious – in the time of COVID, you know, how are you guys pivoting to do those types of events? And how has it morphed? Because music can still, f- I mean, can still exist. You know what I mean? It's not like it's something where, oh, well, I can't go see a play in person. You know, music, for the most yeah. part, is sort of consumed, I don't want to say privately, but you you, you can, right? It, it can still exist in that realm. How are you guys pivoting to have some of those live, shall we say, you know, interactions and, in, and in getting the, that music out there.
1: Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's a great, it's like, you know, it's a million dollar or maybe even different you know, <laughs> depending, depending on the it's, day. It's, it depends on the day. Exactly. And so, you know, just to, as you mentioned, like we, it's on an accident, like, you know, we met at a genius live, uh, uh event, you know, uh, our first genius live event in Miami, a really cool. And I just want to say, you know, shout out to our sponsor Acura for really letting us, you know, do a, an amazing showcase that was visually stunning and also showcase some, you know, some really amazing uh, a talent. And, and, and DJ you is, know, this still,
3: is always- still, like, just totally in awe about that. He sat in that really expensive car. I don't know anything about cars, but he was, like, all just, you know, falling over himself. He's like, oh my God, this car. And I, I couldn't even tell you what its name is, but it was a great event. It was great. I tried to take a picture of
1: myself, sort of splayed out on the hood. And then it was sort of like, you know, maybe just like more of like sand next to the car. was the sort of thing. <laughs> And I got there, which which I took, and that was quite reasonable. And you were, so
3: You were doing your best um, Tawny Katane uh, <laughs> impression. Exactly, exactly. But, you know, uh,
1: uh, but yeah, so, you know, you think about live, it's just like, you know, Genius started off uh, as a, uh, a website. We evolved to, you know, a, a more broad, broader platform that had video. You know, our partnership with Spotify, with Apple Music, all this kind of stuff. But, like, live was always just something that we knew we had to do because the live music experience can never be – you know, it just can never be uh, uh, duplicated uh, or so we thought. And so it's like, you know, you have to be able to have that live energy. And also we knew that artists, you know, this is a big priority of genius is like, how can we, you know, make money in collaboration with artists? How can we make money for artists, make money with artists, make money, you know, together basically. And we knew that, you know, live is a core part of, of, of how artists make, you know, depending on the artists make, you know, performers, I mean, you make a lot of money from, from live performers, a big percentage of their overall money. And so it's like, this is well known. It's like, wow. So like we have to get involved. We did a lot of great things. COVID happens. It all is now back to zero, basically, for everyone. And um, so we had to really think uh, what is going to be next for live. And what we decided uh, was that live streaming was going to take over, basically. Like, time has come. You know, the time was coming anyway because, you know, you look at Twitch. I'm a big fan of Twitch. A decent gamer myself. Love watching people play video games uh, that I liked as a child. I find it very soothing. Really, Twitch- is, yeah, oh, Twitch is... See,
3: I, can't, I, mean, get, I can't get into that watching other people play games. I'm like, but I want to play. Why do I want to watch you fine.
1: play? <laughs> yeah, you know, maybe it's like, you know, I'm an only child so it's like, you know, <laughs> watching my older brother play a video game better than I play. I, I just love taking a video game that I loved and watching someone play it at the highest possible level of skill. It's just so... I don't know, it's a weird. You know, it's a weird thing. Plus, you can chat, you can give you know True. money and it's get community. some energy there. It's community, exactly. It's cool. Uh, and it's like, this is like a whole universe where it's like who could ever have predicted that. And then it's one of the biggest things ever. And of course music is going to be, you know, part of that. But then now it's like going to be way more accelerated. Uh, people are going to connect through the live experience with artists over a screen. And that is uh, not going to replace live performances. It will in the show, excuse me, IRL in the short term, it will, because you can't do a live IRL performance, but in the long term, it will supplement them with, I believe a very powerful Uh, additional uh uh uh, you know mechanism and to me you know it's like the the sad sad story is there's no in-person stuff the happy story is okay now you can you know have a whole career from your house basically like you can uh live stream from anywhere you can be someone who is you know uh, an artist who has you know 10,000 followers on uh, Spotify and uh you know maybe you can't do a tour, but maybe you can uh, get, uh, uh, you know, some percentage of them to pay, you know, $5 uh, and make yourself like a decent amount of money on a Thursday night, you know? And so it's just like, this is a very democratizing thing. Uh, But it's a very challenging thing because no one has figured this out yet. There is so much going on in life and I got a lot of love for all the big platforms out there, Uh, you know, and it's very hard. And, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to make it happen, you know, in our way, which I'll say in a second, but no one's figured it out. And so for us, you know, what I think the key to live is, and this is what we're doing with V2 Genius Live, which is the Genius Live platform, uh, is this concept of formats, basically, mm-hmm. which is what do I see and how does it feel? Does it just – what i saying is, like, does it feel like I'm just watching a camera pointed at someone who's playing an instrument in their bedroom? Okay, okay. Or does it feel like something that's a little more like – like, think about Verified, the Genius interview show, with The Yellow background. Like, what is the difference between that and a random interview where the person talks about their lyrics? It's like, okay, the verified thing is, like, perfectly art-directed to convey that exact thing. And no one has figured that out for live yet. It's always just either a camera on someone in their house or a camera on someone in a fancy sound stage, But, like, you can't just say, well, that's what it looks like to perform. Let's copy and paste that. Yeah, that's a video.
3: That's, that's different. a music video, essentially. Exactly. It's- the dynamicism is what they haven't been able to figure out. I think a part of that might be just because you still can't get too many people together to film it. Yeah. So you're you're relying on these incredibly talented musicians, artists, performers who may not be tech savvy. So they're yep. really like just setting up one or two cameras and hope for the best, you know. But tech super is a huge issue.
1: I think you cannot expect you know, I don't care how tech savvy you are. It is hard. Yeah. It is hard to set this stuff up. The Twitch, you know, if you want to set up to stream yourself playing a video game, which in many ways is easier, really hard. Twitch is amazing, but a lot of work to get right. You know, and uh, uh, and then the other aspect, I think you're exactly right when you say music video. It's like, you know, you don't want to shoot a less well-produced music video. It's like, well, right. the beauty of a video is you get to do post-production on it. You know, you can cut out. Yeah. You edit it exactly, uh, uh, you know, and so it's like it, it, it you, you, you can't get to be that good because you don't have post production, and two, uh, you forfeit one of the huge elements of live that's valuable, which is the ability for people to interact with you, interactivity, yeah. basically, you know, uh, and, and and interactivity between fans watching it, you know, and so it's got to be something that leverages. That Because if you watch people stream video games, you'll know it's like constant, constant two-way communication, constant interactivity. It's not going the exact same. It's got to be interactivity. And so, you know, for us, the the concept is basically how can we build on artist-fan interactivity and fan-fan interactivity and build that into the way the money is working or mm-hmm. the way the artist makes money. So, like, as an example, we did our first launch of Genius Live, which was a concert with Wiz Khalifa. And in that, there were these, you could watch, and then there were these rewards you could buy. So, like, one reward was you buy, okay, and then you can vote on the next song that gets oh, played. Okay. Or you could buy a shout-out. And if you buy the shout-out, was Khalifa gives you a shout-out during the uh, 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 during the, the show. You could buy it really ask a question. Uh, and then the other cool thing, which wasn't really about communicating with the artist, interacting with the artist, was fan-to-fan, fan, which you could buy a ticket to get into the watch party, which was basically a Zoom room where you could hang out with, you know, two or three hundred other fans. Uh, and people doing the coolest dances and the coolest things were featured in the actual broadcast as well to everyone. And so it's like, you know, you see what I'm saying? How can we like, that's cool. Create this vibe. So that's that, you know, that was our launch. We're working on like our calendar for, for, for the rest of this year and, and next year, but this is going to be our, our concept, which is how do you, you know, you, 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 you pay money to control the show. You pay money to, you know, be part of something with fans. You pay, you know,
3: Personalize the Maybe experience. Well, but like this is the concept. Yeah, no, it sounds, I mean, it's, it's fascinating. And again, these are things I didn't, wouldn't have even thought of, you know, because I take going to concerts so much for granted that you sh- of course you're going to show up and it's in person and it's one of, a, you know, once in a lifetime and you interact with the fans and you're all there for a good time. I never stopped to think about what goes into how do you try to recreate that virtually, you know? And yep. it's, to your point, It sounds exhausting. It is not easy. (laughs) Um, You guys definitely, you know, there's a lot going in there. Um, You know, I was going to ask, what what do you, you know, what's next for Genius? Like, what do you see coming down the pike? I know you mentioned in there that you're working the calendar even for next year for these virtual concerts. So you're seeing that this is long-term, like even, even into 2021, probably not going to be having those live events in, in person.
1: Yeah. You know, I, I, I like to be a confident person. Uh, so far uh, I have been not confident in live IRL in-person stuff and, and I've been, you know, pretty correct on that. I think it's just like, you know, I really got to say, I think it's going to be a minute before people want to do that exact same, you know, vibe uh, uh, again. And uh, I also think that that's going to take a minute and then the other stuff is going to catch up, catch up in terms of, you know, quality, but also catch up in terms of like what people's expectations are, mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, like, a, 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 you know, one of our board members, Steve Stout had this uh, great analogy that I always use where he said, uh, you know, so there's this restaurant in, in uh, you know, for, for people, you know, there's a restaurant in, in New York, famous Italian restaurant called Carbone. Okay. And this is famous, right? And, uh, you know, what Steve Stout says is like, you know, people love going to Carbone, Okay. Now suddenly, Carbone offers delivery, and now maybe people don't want to go to Carbone that much anymore. Maybe they they actually prefer they oh this tastes just as good in my house actually, and uh, you know they didn't think that they can go. I need the beautiful experience of like a night ever. It's like it tastes pretty good, and so when it's in your house, and so that I think is going to happen in terms of live performances. It won't look and feel. As good as carbon, but it's going to be basically pretty good and people are going to want the takeout version and it's convenient. And so the combination of how long it will take to get back to in-person and how the other stuff will catch up and people's expectations will change, I think, makes the, the live stream area just super important to uh, uh, invest in uh, uh, right now. Like this is like, you know, there is never going to be the chance right now na- that we have right now. Uh, well, Genius or anyone in this industry to to kind of invent what the next stage is going to be than it is right now.
3: I mean, I, I will say I I hear what you're saying intellectually. I know it's true, but oh. I I'm waiting. I, I I still prefer, you know, uh, car, going to Carbone's in person. You know, I, I'm that guy who I, I need that that in person concert experience. So yeah, it, it's just you can't replace it. You know, you can try, but it's not the same. I don't think replace. I don't think it's
1: like. Sorry, I, it's like people still going to want to go to Carbone, but it's like. I'm more saying like, wow, this tastes better than I thought it would in my kitchen. It's like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like, uh, uh, it's like, it doesn't, you know, uh, uh, look, I mean, the biggest thing for that, by the way, is just office life, right? Like, think about that. Like, I used to be obsessed with office life. I'd say like genius office, like this is a, you know, creative center, cultural center. Like, you got to come here and be part of the creative energy. You You know, I really used to be really strong about this. No work from home. And now it's like, whoa, like kind of, you know, I don't know what I think. I still want to have people in the office in a way, but it's kind of like, wow, like my perspective's really changed. This Carbone Takeout. It's, you know, the Genius Team t- Takeout. So it's, it's, it's weird.
3: No, it's also going to be interesting because there, I mean, there have been many times where I've wanted to go see somebody who's touring and they're not coming to my area. Sure. So if they offer a streaming option, it's like, okay, I don't have to wait now, you know, a year and a half after you're done touring to see the official concert film you know that you release it's like i can just watch you on tour so that's another you know another element that i think will be very interesting to watch
1: but also it's like what is a performance right like what is a performance a performance is not you play you perform a set list back to back in the exact same way those performances appear on the master recordings right like that doesn't exist even today people do banter people switch things up people bring people on stage yeah you know, think about the many variations that are possible when it's live stream. Like forget bringing someone on stage. You could have someone come a fan, perform with you live, you know, mm-hmm. like someone, uh, Oh, well, someone, sla- you know, send me the song. I'm going to play your song right now in front of everyone. You know what I mean? This kind of thing, like who knows what it could, what it could be. There's so many more, you know, it's potential. It's like, what is What is a performance? You know, what is performance?
3: A lot to think about, a lot to think about. So, as we wrap up, you know, I Tom, I just want to thank you again for taking time to chat. Um, also, I just want to say I cannot wait until all this COVID crap is over, so that you can either be back down here, in Miami, or because DJ and I have planned to do some traveling this year as well. You know, to expand and all that. And we were like, oh, well, maybe we'll go to New York for for a weekend. I was like, okay, great. We'll touch base with Tom. And like, I would love uh, it. COVID had other plans, so yep. I, I can't wait for for us to be able to you know see each other again and hang out again. You know, we it was great because we got to hang out pre the event. So that was nice, yep. you know, just to, to have a couple drinks and, and whatnot. And I know that you guys, you know, if just as a heads up, if you ever need, you know, some hosts for a podcast on genius, I would love that. I know two we guys, got I mean, we know two guys. I'm just saying, I'm not <laughs> going to say their names, but we know two guys. Uh, very
0: nice. No, very so, nice. You yeah, know, I feel
3: the same. as you know, again, thank you so much for, for joining us, man. And, and honestly, as, as I can't say this enough, and I know it sounds like we're, you know, we're, we're sucking up, but as two guys who love music as much as we do, who kind of devour it and live it and breathe it genius for us is like exactly what we needed. So thank you for creating that because it just, I mean, on some level it just feeds the addict that we are. (laughs) So thanks for the, 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 digital drug of choice, but, um, it's, it's absolutely fantastic. And thank you guys for, for, you know, putting that out into the world.
1: I love it. I love to hear that. You love to hear it. And thank you so much. And I feel the same way. And, you know, we were talking a little bit before the show, like I'll tell everyone out there listening, you know, from the, uh, from the three Oh five. Okay. My phone number starts at three Oh five. So not bad. (laughs) It's not easy to do anymore, but just, you know, I just got to say, you know, I, when I came down to Miami and we first met and we did all this, it's like, I was, I was shocked by how much, how on fire Miami was. Like, I think I was actually handicapped, from being from Miami because I had a preception of what Miami was about. And I came and I was like, wow, this is shocking, you know, with the, you know, windwood and everything and just like the whole, like just crazy. So uh, I just want to say shouts to everyone making it happen in Miami. Like, trust me, like as a Miami uh, uh, born and bred uh, uh, boy, like I, I think uh, uh, you all are doing some amazing things. And, uh, you know, I came back from this event in Miami. And I'll tell you why, as we were talking about the show, I turned to you know some you know, people on the Genius team. I said, listen, we need to open a Miami office and everyone looked at me like I was absolutely crazy. And I said, okay, if you think I'm crazy, talk to someone else who was at this event, talk to someone else. Who's in Miami. Like, let's do this thing. So, you know, again, COVID had other plans and, and even if COVID didn't, it probably maybe is a little unrealistic, but I would love to be down in Miami uh, more and we're going to do it. And uh, you know, yeah, anyone out there uh, hit me up. Uh, if you want to know more about genius, you know, Tom at genius.com. We'd love to hear from you. And uh,
3: this was a great conversation. I really appreciate it. No, man. Thank you.
2: And we're back.
3: Oh, I can't wait for Corona to be over so that we can go to another genius event and hang out with Tom again. And then also just do an interview with him in person. <laughs> you know, we need to get up to New York. Remember people. I do remember people.
2: Yeah. It's been a while.
3: is it? Yeah. Even Barbara Streisand's having a hard time remembering the lyrics to the song. <laughs> to <It's> people. <laughs> yeah.
2: So are we ready for the last soda? We
3: are ready for the last soda. Yeah, I'm
2: going to give a gasless soda. Oh, no. Okay. So, you know, I don't like to be political. Not. I'm sorry. Who are you and what are you doing with <laughs> Darian? Well, you know, but I don't like to be politically um, exclusive in so far that.
3: Like I, an extremista.
2: I, I can hang out with the conservatives. You you know? It's true. You could. I could. You could. I, I do. And so my, I'm going to give a gasless soda. Okay, who is it? She hasn't come out in a while, but she did. So, do you remember Michelle Bachman? That name sounds familiar. Okay, so oh, wait.
3: She's the one that she – she's like a, a representative or something? Or? Well, she
2: was a presidential candidate uh, during, I believe, th- in 2008 during the first uh, Obama. Of, yeah. Right. Um, and she was, at the time, she was pretty much like a radical, dis- disenfranchised – Republican because she was very very conservative, but she was like very evangelical, right? Yes, Yes. very conservative. Okay. Okay. So this week, and and she was never considered, you know, a front runner because again she was very extremist at the time. No. Little did we know what was coming. (laughs) That's why. Pero bueno. Um, So this this week she said something that I thought was wonderful that I don't even think I need to elaborate on. She said, "Quote." Okay. Transgender black Marxists seek to overthrow the United States.
3: (laughs) Can you even get through the stat? No, no, that's what she said. She says that
2: everything that's going on and, you know, the... Because I read the article earlier today. And the the social turmoil that we're Everything that's going on and Uh all that, it's because of transgender black Marxists. And I was thinking, like, man, you just gave a really big, like powerful like man those black transgender marxists are really like out there like wow i mean i, I think
3: lover cox is the only one who's not well, jesus well, strikes me as marxist no no she wears too much makeup
2: yeah <laughs> yeah no she's too uh let me use the term fabulous yeah to she's too fabulous a, a and fierce marxist.
3: she's not a marxist no no, no no
2: no no yeah so i just thought i'm like we kind of laugh at that you
3: and know, again, statement. I don't know what the article says because again, that's 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 type of shit that we see where it's like
2: clickbaity. Right. We kind of it is clickbaity, but you know, she went on and yeah. about the progressive agenda and all that. But the fact that we have to in arguing politics again, it's not a matter of a discussion of like policy, right, right, budgets, and what your stance on this is and what my stance on it is. Right. And, you know, it's not about that. The Conservative foundation versus a progressive foundation, and you know, debating from there. No, we have to deal with comments like that, right? Right, like comments like that's that. become that our now has now. to be addressed.
3: That's and a thing that we now yeah, have to now you have to comment on it, yeah. And it's, we're bringing it up, yeah. And we're bringing it up. So, you know, <laughs> all right. Well, on the flip side, I am giving my last soda to a corporate entity who, at first glance, you may think. Really, really? But hear, hear me out, hear me out. Mm-hmm. So as you know, this year was the 57th anniversary of the March on Washington uh, a few weeks back. And, you know, we there, there was another March on Washington. And um, part of that was they did have, oddly enough, I think it's interesting that they had, like, sponsors for the March on Washington this mm-hmm. year. One of the sponsors was Uber. Oh, okay. And I'm going to give it to Uber because their entire campaign that they put on... Um, outdoor billboards as well as digital media social media was if you tolerate racism delete uber oh i like that basically you know basically saying like if you're a racist we really don't need your racist dollars okay you know and it's very it's very bold of a company to any company to come out and take a stand like that that bluntly Mm -hmm. you know to just be like well, it's not. It's not like they came out and they're like, "We're about unity and and you know, togetherness." It's, it's just like, no, fuck you. Because
2: that's a very interesting statement. Because you know who that was targeted to, right? I'm not even going to say it. you know, you know the people that the that demographic, was targeted, yes, the demographic yes. that was targeted to, which is a very, very, very loud and vocal demographic now. But the slippery slope in that is that if they then they. Defend it, and they say, "Oh, you know, Uber is being blah blah blah." Then they just like, how do you defend? Outed that? themselves, right? How do you defend that? Exactly. You, so you're why, so why you're not a racist? Why are you so upset you about offended. it? Yeah, right. Yeah. But they know who they were going after, exactly, and yeah.
3: they did it. <laughs> well, so yay Uber,
2: yay Uber. Oh, by the way, everybody, Joe Exotic has asked for a pardon.
3: I hope he gets it in time to go to the to the audience of Dancing with the Stars. Oh my gosh. Damn it. I'm in jail and Carol Baskins is on Dancing with the Stars.
2: You know what? With Tyra Banks. I'm not kidding. If I would have been the producer of Dancing with the Stars, I would have tried to get that whole cast. I would have figured it out. I would have figured I would have had
3: that one guy come out on a jet ski. I would have. I'm telling you, her dance, she has to do a dance to like Eye of the Tiger but then at the end you know she like winds up pushing her dancer into the other dancers who all dress like cats yeah. and they eat them and then afterwards she just pulls out like a steak and she goes shh <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile Justina Machado is going to be on it too yeah but who so I'm very excited to but see yeah her. but she's a
2: legit celebrity right <laughs> this is true
3: actually this year I like some of the people that are yeah be on me it.
2: too and she's Puerto Rican so you know she's got to have something yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah, but Carol
3: Baskin. Carol Baskin. can you imagine if she's great
2: no She's not going to be okay. Better or worse than Kate Gosling? No, worse than Kate (laughs) Gosling ever. Do you know that sometimes her dead husband is probably better than Kate Gosling? I am not kidding. What I'm telling you, and I'm not ashamed to say it. You know, for our listeners. Every now and then, when I'm in a really bad mood or I'm like really down, I look up Kate Gosselin, her her paso dances, doble. her paso doble. I showed it to you, <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, I, I saw one of happened. the stars. No, but I've shown it to you again, <laughs> yeah, right? Because yeah. it was a while ago. Her paso doble. So she did this paso doble. You know, the paso doble is a very aggressive, very like, sexy, sexy very, and yeah. aggressive, powerful dance. And you know she sucks. <laughs> and you know, I in the in the package before she did the actual dance, who was her partner? Was it Mark?
3: No. I think, was it Artem? It wasn't Mark. I I forget who
2: her partner was. Her partner's like, oh, think about everything in the media that they've said about you and and get that fire. And she's like, yeah, I'm going to do it. And (laughs) the dance started with her like ripping up newspapers. And then it was like the worst thing that you have ever seen on television. But amazing at the same time. (laughs) Funny
3: how those two things can go together sometimes.
2: She is... She is a topic for another day. She is. She She is. is.
3: So that brings us to the close. So with that
2: said, I didn't think we were going to end this episode with Kate Gosselin, but uh, (laughs) with that said, (laughs) we hope everybody (laughs) listened, laughed, and learned. Remember to grab your pastelito, your croqueta, and your cafecito. And that was episode 126, everyone. Thank you so much. Uh, Have a happy Friday, pero Friday. Cuídense. Bye. Bye.
3: Pero Let Me Tell You is co-hosted by Darian Borges and Ismaeliano, produced by Ismaeliano, and our theme, Pero Let Me Tell You Freestyle, is composed by Michelangelo Lomlaplex, the official gay guy. And don't forget to
0: subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers.